You just push record and go. Which, by the way, we're recording. Oh, shit. <laughs> Which we just recently decorated. Yeah, I'm going to start making, like, short video clips for social media stuff, so I want this place to not look like just a bunch of carpet on the walls. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, that's what it is, is it's a big-ass... The only, like, professional acoustic panels are on the ceiling. Oh, yeah, those ones that John gave us. Yeah. And those I almost wanted to, like, put in my house, but I don't that need Parliament them, so. picture disc, that was at my house, but I had to bring it in here. If you can see, he has a fucking boombox and is riding dolphins, I believe. Yeah. No. I, need, I need glasses. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> You're sitting it. right underneath it. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, anyway. uh, before we jump into this, welcome back to Noise Avocation Podcast. We're here with our good friend Kirchhoff, who... Uh, he doesn't have a first name. Yeah. It's Kirchhoff. <laughs> His first and last name are Kirchhoff. I'm like Highlander. There can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. Speak, this. Speaking of which, actually, now that he says that, do you have a little cousin or nephew named? Starts with an A, but it's, it's probably Andrew. Andrew, maybe. Yeah, that's my brother's son. Kiowa. Yep. The rest of his family. I think, also I think he was talking with my kid, name. and then like. He, my kid was like, Kirchhoff, do you know Adam? And then the kid was like, yeah, dude, he's got an early drum set. And then my kid was like, oh, fuck, he does know him. You know what I mean? Like, Life in a small town. Yeah, dude, yeah, dude, dude get like, I know how to fucking find out if he's talking shit or not, you know? It's like fucking drums. Oh, damn. damn. Anyway, I had to clear that up. Because I told him it was probably Kaiwa's kid. A little test for him. Do you actually know that guy? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's funny that he was trying to call him out on some shit. Yeah. And then, like, I told him, I'm like, Kirchhoff is like Booza. How many fucking ones do you think there are around here? You know, there can't be too many. <laughs> Pretty much all of them that I've met are in a way related to you. Yeah, most of my extended family doesn't live around here. Just my yeah. immediate family. I meet some people with my last name where I'm like, I don't. My last name carries from my dad's side. I don't know a whole lot of that family. So they're like, oh, we're related. I remember you when you were a year old. And I'm like, how the fuck do you think I'm going to remember you? <laughs> no, I know, right? That was I wasn't always even funny. seeing color yet. I was so damn <laughs> like, young. I've seen you once in my life before I had like any recollection or uh, was able to perceive anything that was going on at the time. And yeah, okay, yes. Thanks, Deborah. I remember you. Deborah. <laughs> I don't know if that was one. I just that pulled is, it out of my name. ass. Do you do you remember Evan Van Sight? I do, as a matter of speaking. I haven't okay. seen him in years, but so since you talked about you guys, so apparently we knew each other when we were fucking babies, and his mom and my grandma are doing the same shit. Like, oh, I can't believe it, you guys, blah blah blah. Like we fucking knew, you know? <laughs> so stupid. Uh, Chris Person. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. Okay, his mom and as well as my mother were actually in the same pregnancy ward. Gnarly. So, like, yeah, tell me about it. So, y'all were born, like, at the same <laughs> yeah, time in the bizarre. same place? Is that a Caddyshack beer? That <laughs> a matter of speaking, it is. Done by my good friends at BrewDog. They're down in Ohio. Oh, that's it's actually, cool. It's a Pilsner. It's really good. What's the, right what's the label look like? It's got the gopher. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I see it now. I, damn, I ain't that blind. <laughs> oh, shit, I don't know y'all fucking... I am. No, I can see it. You just had it at like, tilt while he was drinking. So you must be... Uh, <laughs> you want one? Farsing? I brought a six-pack. No, I'm good. I just... Uh, I was like... I seen the caddy, <laughs> and I was like, caddy shack beer, huh? That's cool. 
Uh, I don't drink too often, you know that. You never have. Not really. But although this year I have had more beers than in most years. Like Austin Brothers did this really delicious summer beer. And uh What was it? It was called uh is a lime ginger goes. It was like a sour beer. Oh, it seems I love to be the sours. only Yeah, those seem to be the only ones that I really care for now at this point cuz most times I'll try to drink a beer and I'm like Ah, this is gross. And uh, I don't know what it is. I just can't, you know, they got to be uh, a little tasty. And that seems to be sour. Because even some of the, like, fruity ones that I've had, I'm like, this is fucking nasty. Um, we did a cherry beer here, which remind me before we leave, I'll give you some of that. I have, I've done two custom beers now for the record store. On record store day, I'll, like, give everybody free beers. And uh, we did a cherry one. And Steve, the my partner at the store, he was slamming them. It's like 9 a.m. He did, drank three beers for breakfast, and he's like, oh, I'm a little drunk now. And Rasky <laughs> polished off a couple, too. Travis did. Uh, fucking Howard was in Howard, here drinking yeah, them. He had a couple. <laughs> and uh, the first year I was he's handing out. He's not supposed to drink, by the way, but yeah, like I, know, I said, he's 81 he years old. I mean, Jesus Christ, we need to be like, you can't do that, young man. I'm not uh, saying shit. I handed out a bunch of free joints to the first year, and I gave Howard a whole bunch of them. And uh, I didn't promote that. I just did it as like a under-the-counter type of thing. Dude, you've never seen so many people with smiling faces. They were just, <laughs> it was so funny, dude. Okay. <laughs> I gave out free beer, free joints, and free stickers. Everybody, dude, free is like my favorite word on the planet. I know, <laughs> Everybody else was like. And it was record store day, dude. Yeah. yeah. And Steve's like, you should put that we have free beer on Facebook. I was like, no. <laughs> like, like, we will have a fucking like mob you down here. You got bar be like, hey. People are out of remotely oh interested in records. Yeah. Yep. But I can legally give it, but I can't sell it. But if you're buying something and I give you a beer, it's just promotional material. But I can't sell it. A buddy of mine had an idea of like starting a band called Free Beer. Because it'd be perfect on the marquee. Tonight only, free beer. Uh, People would show up to your show thinking they were going to get wasted for free, but that's the name of the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good gimmick. Tonight only, free beer. You know Why has that not been done? That's an awesome idea. I thought so as well. It won't work, though, now. Because... It'll be fucking because it's social networking. Yeah, people. like as soon as you do one you show, you can do one show and they're gonna give it to everybody. motherfuckers. Yeah, that's right. Everybody's just gonna hate that. you on principle. Alone. So we have to but wait till the world ends. You gotta think there's gonna be enough people that don't see that that still see the sign. And then you could even have side projects, free weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put free in front of everything. Free anything. Anyway. So anyway. Kirchhoff, one, thanks for joining us. I haven't seen you in a while, dude. How you been? No major complaints. Uh, just paying off bills. <laughs> Doing the best I can, uh, living minimalistically. Yeah. There was a night like a few months ago where me and Cody and somebody came to your house at a random point in the night, but all your lights were off. I was like, ah, he's passed out. I ain't going to bug him. Other than that, uh, the weekends, I'm usually like, chilling with my kids so i don't really get out much that much during the weekend i have a steady girlfriend these days i normally hang out with her on the weekends i try to relax as much as possible as well Shit, I don't the go amount out. of the amount of craziness that's been at your house yeah i would, I would have like a paranoia lock of like eight different deadbolts <laughs> like the pandemic definitely changed things man um definitely gave me a new perspective that's good, though. Cause... Oh, yeah, without a doubt. It's just kind of like realized, you know what? I really like spending quality time with me. Yeah. <laughs> so that, I'm just going to stay home alone tonight. Yep. 
I actually, yeah. aside from, you know, all the economic stress and, you know, people dying and shit, the pandemic was sweet. <laughs> the pandemic was sweet. Well, There's I mean, think about it. Like, there were so many bands that had nothing but downtime to release awesome music. There were a ton of bands that formed. Like, how many bands, Jeremy, have we interviewed that were like, oh, this band started during the pandemic or this album? Yeah, got that's a lot of stuff via the internet. Right yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. And you got to play video games all day and do whatever the fuck you wanted all day. I, I mean, like, yeah, I guess people had to work, too. I quit my job during that. I was like, fuck you guys, I ain't coming here. They wanted to make us wear masks in a warehouse with, like, four people. And I'm like, I, I'm fucking lifting heavy objects all day, and you're trying to restrict my breathing. It's hot as fuck in this thing. I'm not yeah, wearing warehouses are out We're not even by each ready. other. Like, everybody's on forklifts doing their own thing. It's not like we're hanging out. So I quit. <laughs> so I quit. And then that's when I... uh Came into the record store. It was like almost three years ago now. Damn, right two on. and a half years ago. So anyway, Kirch, and for the um, listeners out there, there is a reason that we have Kirchhoff on here. Which I don't know, by the way. Well, it's because <laughs> you know you're a, you've been in a lot of bands. You're an awesome fucking drummer, best drummer I know personally, hands down. That's debatable. I'm flattered, but thank you. And you're a fucking kick-ass friend and dude. So, plus what? you have some uh, yeah, you got expensive a lot of... records that people are <laughs> yeah. people are sodding after, like that AFI box set and the Bad Religion one. That Bad Religion box set, I'm getting buried with. Fuck you all. The <laughs> AFI one, I'm willing to negotiate. But Bad Religion, those are my boys. So, what are you willing to negotiate on that AFI? We'll talk later. <laughs> We're all the same. It's that, so that, that fucking be crazy, though, dude. It's hard to get. Oh, yeah. It's like they only really did a 1,000, right? I, I, honestly, I can't even remember what yeah. the press, one, and press a, run was. Half of them went to fucking Nitro employees. Yep. <laughs> yeah, shit, they're like buying them up like, fuck you guys. Yeah. We are only going to increase the, the buyer's market because I know they go for like, I've seen them anywhere between 800 mm. and 1,200 bucks. I think I paid like 250 or 300 yeah, for mine. Yeah, what about what did you pay for a bad religion? I honestly can't remember, but it it still wasn't that exorbitant. I want to say it was like maybe five or six. Yeah, which for is for what you get. For what you like, get, it was massive. How many records deal. were in there? Like twenty or something. Yeah, exactly. And then I also bought Into the Unknown myself and put that in there as well. So that's kind of like a little sweet bonus. Right. And then they repressed it right after. And only for that box set. Oh, it was only for oh, the set. That's box okay. set exclusive. Gotcha. They, that's the only time they've ever. They've never even released that on a cassette. Never I'm surprised CD. that they were even willing to re-release it. Though, I think they cause... did it as as an incentive to actually buy that box set. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Because that's well, the there only a... place you'd ever be able to hear it other than on the internet and normally really bad audio, the, um, which is how the I first heard it. audio is bad in general. The album's terrible. Well, that goes without <laughs> saying, but... Yeah, I think I meant just the they bootleg that audio. As a, um, not, I mean, not that they needed to use it as a promotional tool, but I do remember... They're just like, oh my god, I don't know what the fuck we were thinking. You know what I'm saying? It, and then, it that record's so bad, it temporarily broke up the band. <laughs> and yeah, when you read about, like, I've read <laughs> they're um, even like some talking books about by it. Greg that where it gets mentioned and shit, and you're just like, that was like mid '80s that it came. And out. then Suffer saves them all. Yeah, this is true. '88 or which something. Which I think like just that. had an anniversary, actually. Uh, geez, I, I mean, they I all pop up. Oh, yeah, it's hard to keep up, but. 
They call everything an anniversary now, though. Oh, it used God. to be like in five years divisions, like five year, ten year, fifteen. I've seen like seventeen like year 30th. anniversaries. I've seen nineteen year anniversaries. Really? I'm like, what the fuck? Like you guys aren't even. You guys are just grabbing every little bit of money you can now. Thirteen point huh? five year anniversary. I yeah. think ten <laughs> and eight hours. I think ten. Six is month even anniversary. Like... This album's eighteen months old. Not that. Buy it again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ten years. It's like. Eh. Unless it's like a super limited fucking thing that you can't get, then we're like begging for it. Yeah. Um, or just something that actually has to be that. Have you bought incredibly original? Have you bought any records lately? <laughs> no, because like yeah. I said, I've been trying to get my finances in order. I'm pretty much down to zero. I just paid off my house. I have no medical bills. My student loans are paid. Nice. Total fucking adult, dude. Yeah. Straight up. I think I owe like. 14k in student loans i'll never pay them i'm just waiting for a president to get rid of them it must be dude out to savini school i think i've got i think i was out 55 grand that's as much as they pay for my fucking house oh that's right tom savini school and then you went to london and that's how i got a job at great north foods because you moved to london <laughs> And I was really? thinking, you were yeah. his replacement. I, I was his replacement. <laughs> That's fucking funny. So I didn't when know he, that. When he came back, I was like, fuck, dude, I got to give this shit up to Kirchhoff. But then, like, we both got to work there. So I was about to say good. it was the same department. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it's all good. So you went to, I didn't know you went to Savini school. Absolutely. Or maybe I did and then I forgot, but. Fuck what year was that? stoners. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> What year was that? Yeah. I honestly can't remember. It was the early 2000s. Who the fuck are you calling stoners? <laughs> Me. You went to yeah. Tom Savini school and you can't even remember what fucking year it was. It, it was over two decades ago, oh, brother. I know, man. I'm just uh, giving you a hard time. I remember I was not the first graduating class, but the second. I should remember. I should have been a part of the first graduating was class, it, but I just needed a little more money to save up. Was it like horror makeup school? It was Halloween school, yeah, without a doubt. Special makeup effects, period. It doesn't necessarily have to be horror. I mean, yeah. you know, you can make Yoda. Right. That's not so very scary. Well, I, I usually when so I think cool, Tom though. Savini, I just think horror. Oh, well, so everybody like does. Everybody yeah. does. That's cool, though. I didn't know that. How, um, how long was it? Like? Uh, it was a 16-month program. Okay. Yeah, they basically took two years and condensed it so we didn't get, like, spring break or summer vacation or Christmas break, anything like that. The longest break I had was for Christmas, and I think it was a whopping week. I didn't come home. That's why. Right. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, that, that'd be the way to do it because you're just going to slam it in. Like, why do you need spring break? Why do you need three months off in the summer? Right. Just like, go, I mean, you're already miles away from home. And there was kids from all over the country there oh, as well. I'm sure. Way further away than Michigan, you know. Yeah, from yeah, one room, maybe from L.A., for Christ's sake. So Where was it at? Uh, Monessen, Pennsylvania, just uh, south uh, west of Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, shit, that's cool. I guess if I knew it, I forgot it. I didn't even think about that. See, there is a good reason we brought you here. You can <laughs> uncover, uncover Kirchhoff's secrets. <laughs> So I, I've done a lot of interesting shit with my life, surprisingly. I mean, I mean I'm boring as freaking paint dry now, but, yeah, back in the day. Most I, interesting people are considered boring, though, because... Or they think they're boring. Or they think they're boring, because to them, they're just like, hey, Well, nothing's going to be as exciting as going to the Savini School or living in London or going on tour in a band. You yeah. know, obviously, me... See how, so you see how for, excited I got about paying off my house? Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? That's, no, that's, dude, that's, that, that's excitement that, to me these days. Fuck yeah, it is, man. That's dope. Like, yeah, I, I would love props, to pay dude. off my house. Or I just bought a house a year ago, so I got a while to pay it off. <laughs> did you get to 15 or 30? 30. 
I did too, but I paid it off in 13. Yeah, I'm going to pay it off earlier than that. But yeah, I after was you like, that interest is just going to murder yeah, you. I did the same with my car. Like, you extend it a little and then uh, just pay it off because it, it was the same interest rate, the same, like, uh, payment and a bunch of other shit. And I was like, eh, whatever. But anyways, um, for reference for people who don't know who Tom Savini is, he's done the special effects makeup on, like, a ton of fucking horror Dawn movies. of the Dead. Yeah, Dawn Pittsburgh, of the Dead. Mall. Pennsylvania. Creep show, Friday the thirteenth. From Dust Till Dawn. No, 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 no. K and B effects did that. He just happened to have a role in it. Oh, he because had a him role and Tarantino was a freaking butt buddies. Okay. I didn't know that. I always thought he had something to do with the shit in the movie. He it did in a very weird way because K and B effects. Didn't team. he design the penis gun? Nope. No? Absolutely not. That actually came from uh Robert Rodriguez's first film, El Mariache. Oh yeah, he just re, he just yep, reused the prop. Oh okay, I always thought that he made it. That's good to know. So then, after you were done with Savini School, what did you do after that? Did you I, work on movies or anything? Absolutely. Uh, well, first, I, I even when I was at the Savini School, I did a couple projects. One was a, um, a Halloween ripoff called The Milkman, and then we also did, shot another direct to horror comedy called Trees. To the Burgess back. Yeah, the shop was in Delaware, but we filmed it in Connecticut. Uh, that's while I was there. But then I came back to Michigan, and that's when I started seriously thinking about the future. I had absolutely no, I did not want to go to LA right. whatsoever because I'd already been there. So, like all my kids I went to school with, they were just dead set on going to LA. I'm like, you've never been there. And sure as shit, all of them that went to L.A. We're all like, went back that. home. <laughs> so I I was just like, I'm just going to save up my money and go to London. Okay. I just thought that'd be, like, way more fun. And it was. So oh, I would imagine you, it'd be way better. When oh, did yeah. you go to L.A., bef- like, first? Oh, well, when I was, in, like, in my early 20s. I, I used to travel quite a bit. I oh, never went okay. there with the band, but, yeah, it passed uh, away. Okay. And you're just like... Cause I know from everybody else and LA was a nightmare we, 20 years ago. So imagine right. what it's like now. And it's like our sense of humor apparently is like the devil out there. It just depends on the circumstances. I mean, like the, apparently the, we're the people are weird because everybody that you meet that lives in LA, none of them are from there. Right, they from all, all over they the moved there place. just to get into the entertainment industry. I've seen like videos of people that are from LA that are like, fuck you, tourists. I'm from LA. Like, they're like, locals only. Yeah, like like point break. (laughs) I I remember that line. That movie was on the other night. That's fucking Oh, I fucking love that movie. So do I. It's a total dick flick, but I don't give a shit. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, so you got to London. What did you do in London then? Uh, I worked on a Harry Potter movie. I want to say it was Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, Lots of television shows that you guys have never seen. I've never seen. Like, there was a lot of CSI-type shows back in those days. So, like, mm-hmm. oh, we need a dead body. Um, other uh, commercial work, dumb stuff. I didn't remember doing a Chips Ahoy commercial, and I fucking hated it. So I'm like, wow, this is corporate sleaze. Because, you know, you go to special effects school. Like, you want to make you want to make Yoda. Like, you want to make Freddy Krueger. You want to make something right. iconic. But the reality situation is 99% of the projects that you work on are just nothing you're proud of. It's you're just yeah. doing it because it's a paycheck. Because you, you're no longer a fine artist. You're officially a commercial artist. Right. And I think that's why I've always gravitated more towards music. Because at least you still have like some kind of control over your art as comparative to where you just show up and it's just another job. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to do... You don't go to... Yeah, like I said, you don't go to special effects school to, to do... Chips Ahoy commercials. <laughs> no, I mean, totally. unless you're it's, real it's, enthusiastic about the way cookies look. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty fucking soul-destroying. I mean, days. they kind of sell themselves. They're cookies. Like, <laughs> fuck you really No, need like, it. I totally... <laughs> 
you're not going to go to fucking Tom Savini school for that. You're going to go to some other fucking beauty. Yeah, yeah, you just go to some like. Nah, I shouldn't say that it's bullshit, but you don't a... go to fucking horror movie school to do trips of yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it it, that's also something you don't think about. Did if you... that makes any sense? No, definitely. Because like, because when, when you're, you're a kid, fuck when you, exactly, no. especially when you're going to school, you get to basically you make your own projects. Right, you know right. what I mean? Just to learn, so you don't think about not being the boss of yourself. All right. Of a sudden. So you're yeah. So in school, you. The uh, projects, whatever, were literally whatever, whatever you could it, whatever, imagine. It's complete, all up to yeah, you. Yeah, that's pretty dope. So, but then when you get out there into the real world, it's just so like, much. all right, let's uh, let's make a cookie that talks. Awesome. Did you ever <laughs> think about making like a killer cookie movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably already been done. Yeah, I'm Gingerbread sure. Man. Yeah, Gingerbread Man. Gingerbread Man. No, that's yep, right. Yeah, it's yeah. already been done. I'm pretty sure, man, everything's been yeah, there's a lot and, of dumbass um, horror movies out there. That, oh, my God. I, like, I grew up on B-horror movies, man. Just going to the video store as a little kid. God, hell, that's how old I am. VHS tapes. Just Kurt Vans every, North? Yeah, Kurt Vans North. Just every direct-to-video piece of crap you can get your hands on. <laughs> yeah, I've seen quite a few, but I know your knowledge on it, it stems a lot further. I, mean, I remember the first time I went to your house and you had a bad taste post hanging Absolutely, out. Peter Jackson and classic. I was like, holy shit, a bad taste post. <laughs> like, you don't see that shit anywhere. I don't forget, I also have to meet the Feebles quarter, uh, poster on the other side. Oh, yeah, yeah, well. that's right. Yeah, his first three movies changed my fucking life. Actually, after I saw Dead Alive in the early 90s, that's when I was like, I would love to do special makeup effects because that movie just just completely just blew my fucking hair back. It still does to this day. It's a fucking masterpiece. I just watched it not that long ago for the however many at the time. Somebody and I were talking about it, and uh, I think it was me and Nick Hartman that were talking about it, actually. Yeah, there's like, like fucking somebody else I haven't seen in years. <laughs> I went and... Uh, I was like, shit, I'm going to watch that. I haven't seen that in forever. I got like an old DVD copy of it. Which yeah, is way out of print, by the way. So it's oh, actually worth money, believe it or not. It's worth like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I'm like, I got it for like $2. Isn't that crazy? Years and years and years ago. I got quite a few DVDs that are like that. But it's always those like one-off random horror movies that they were like, oh, those don't need to be printed on a Blu-ray. Well, no, that's not necessarily the problem. The problem with... Uh, this doesn't happen here in America, but when it comes to Peter Jackson's first three films, he actually financed those himself. So, oh. as, so when you make a movie the traditional way, it's financed by a studio, and then they own it forever, in perpetuity, like forever. Since he financed his own first three movies, he wasn't working with the studio, he actually owns the rights to them. Shit. So after, you hit, what happens is you make a deal for uh, home distribution or uh, streaming. After that runs out, it comes right back to him, so he owns them. Huh. So he's been basically saying for years he wants to completely go through each and every negative of all three films and make a 4K, or we're probably coming up to now, an 8K release of all of them in one giant box set. That would be sweet. He just hasn't does it yet. That's why we haven't seen any releases of those three films in years. Holy shit. I but would yeah, definitely buy like that IFC box or whatever. I mean, like, you see, independent movies aren't always... They're not always independent. Yeah, right. They're, they're independently made, but then what happens is, let's say, for example, you all... No, I mean, like, with the fi- like with the financing and shit and it not going through a studio, it's like, so when Kevin Bacon makes a movie, Kevin Bacon owns the fucking rights is what you're saying, basically. It just never works out that way. Now, if you want to make a movie independently, you still need to rely on some source of distribution. So right. what happens is, let's say, for example, we make this little horror movie and it's freaking great. 
then you would you normally hit a film market, in which in other terms people call film festivals. And then from there you show your movie and you're praying. You right. get enough hype that somebody from a major movie studio is there. They're called acquisitions. And then these acquisitions, they will create what hopefully is a bidding war. And then they will offer, the highest bidder will offer to buy your movie and then you sell it to them. So even though it was independently made, now they technically own it and you still don't own it anymore. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it means you fucking sell your I just sold it to Lionsgate. Lionsgate owns my movie forever. Yeah. Every amazing filmmaker on the planet. Quentin Tarantino doesn't own a single one of his movies. Yeah, it's fucking shit. Neither is Martin Scorsese, all owned by the studios. That's like how most musicians don't own their own music. Because, yeah, the, the, masters, biggest, the, the yeah. masters are owned by the record labels. I some think of the that's biggest getting artists turned around though, over it the is. last 20, 30 years, at least with the technology and then... Well, because you can make People an album, back. you can make an album in your living room now, right? So, which know, is the, which is like a good thing and a bad thing, by yeah, the way. Because there's a lot of stuff coming out. But there was now always terrible bands out there, but now thanks now to, there's tech, a now lot. Thanks to technology, these kids are recording what I like to call desktop metal. Yeah, but then and, there is some uh, bands that do it that you're like, holy shit, these guys are doing it out of their living rooms. They're, fucking they're amazing. the one percenters. Oh yeah, but <laughs> there's it's too worth... much. There's too much music out there. There's so much. It's been to the point to devalue to practically free. Well, I haven't bought a compact disc in 10 years. Yeah. I, I, I'm i a little different. I still buy them. <laughs> yeah, but if, if I, I can't get say, a certain thing, I mean, I'll get it on CD if I can't if get it's, it. There are very, like, I have a lot of compact discs from bands that were never on record labels. Yep. Therefore, will never be on right, Spotify. Right, so yeah. I cherish that shit. Oh, yeah. Including my own bands, by the way. Right, right. But like, when it comes to anything that's ever been on a major record label, Jesus, I mean, it, as, yeah, a, as a consumer, it's amazing. As an artist, fuck, good <laughs> yeah, luck trying to make yeah. a living being yeah. a fucking musician these days. You got a tour. Oh, there's the yeah, and even touring's that's your becoming, bread and butter. Even that's becoming increasingly, increasingly more difficult, especially oh, due to inflation. Yeah. Right now, there's a freaking bus shortage. Don't even get me started on freaking merch cuts these days, which is completely nuts. That was never a problem when I was doing that crap. But for yeah. some reason, I don't even know where that phenomenon came from. But And ticket prices <clears throat> in general. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot to it. They say that the day of, like... You know, the rock stars being able to be like the Rolling Stones type oh, of rock stars, it's dead. done for. All the, any musicians, the, the super successful ones that are in bands right now, were basically already hyper successful prior to the digital revolution. Yeah. Like your Tool and Metallica, bands like that. Right. Hence why they don't release a record until like 10, 13 fucking years, because they don't have to. I wish Metallica would would put out less music. <laughs> not my point. Right, you see right. where I'm coming from. Yeah, but touring has uh, become just increasingly, increasingly difficult. It's where, after these venues merch cutting, which again is completely effing freaking nuts to me, um, you still have to find like other side hustles. Like the one guitar player from, um, was it Periphery? Uh, via his social networking, he'll actually, he charges kids uh, guitar lessons to come to the yeah. venue, we'll charge them like hundred bucks just, oh, just to make some extra money. That's not a bad idea, though. Uh, just oh, other no, little man. side hustles that you have to do. Think about like if that's why could... all these. That's why we have all these meet and greet packages yep. these days, where there's different pricing tiers because yeah. the bands have to. That's how you get. Yeah, you got to make it however you can. Because if you are taking off time from your normal job to go out on the road, you got to make sure that shit's worth and it. And they're not especially getting, if you they, got they a family. Never, and they shit. never got shit off of CD sales to begin with, and yep. now that no, there never. are no CD sales, that's even less income. Yeah, you can't sell CDs for shit. And like, Spotify, I mean, it's fucking hilarious. I heard uh, Danny Phil from uh, Yeah Cradle of Yeah, he was he just uh, he had some quote, and this was just fairly recently. His band was 
uh, streamed like uh, two billion times, or just in the span of one year. And Spotify cuts a check after one year. It was like two hundred bucks or something. Twenty. Twenty. Twenty quid. Damn. Two billion streams. Twenty quid. Fucking what is twenty insane, quid dude. transfer 20 over to you? Twenty bucks. Oh, okay. I didn't know if this was the same rate. And I'm. Uh, yeah, that's fucking ridiculous. And I tell me about it. But what's years. really hilarious is the record labels. They're still making a shit ton of money. Spotify pays the record labels for the rights to stream the music. Yeah, and then the artists get a trickle yeah, yeah. down. Yeah. Next, we're talking fractions. Fractions, of, fractions of a cent. Yeah. The record labels are still doing just fine. Yeah. A lot of people lo- like to think that like the record labels are hurt because they're not selling CDs. Fuck That's no. not true. They're getting all their revenue from the streaming services. No different than like when Netflix pays Paramount to, or whatever, Warner Brothers or something to stream one of their movies. I think that'll be the next um, revolution is going to be there's going to be a battle there with, like you said, how in the fuck... Is Danny Filth getting twenty bucks? Twenty bucks for an entire year. And you year. know the labels getting Banking. who knows how much, but I know it's more than twenty exactly. fucking bucks. Yeah, they're still on nuclear blast, right? Correct. Yeah. Last I checked, anyway, I, don't know, I haven't heard that band in a long time. But the, anyway, it's not my point. My point being is like, yeah, that that I yeah, yeah, existence is futile. Is pretty sweet. It was. It sounded a lot more like earlier Cradle of Filth. Dusk and her embrace was like a life changing record oh, for yeah, me. Fuck, I fucking yeah. love that album. That was good. Midian was great. Midian was uh, awesome. Cruelty and the Beast. Cruelty and the Beast. Oh, shit, I forgot. I want to hear that right now. Yeah. <laughs> Nymphetamine. Nymphetamine's like my favorite one, but a lot of people stopped like listening at that point. Actually, I was about to say, I think that's kind of where they fell off my radar, too. But again, there's just, I really there's like just it, man. too many bands. It's hard for me to keep up. Oh, yeah. There's a... Uh, shit, Jeremy and I talk <laughs> yeah. about this weekly. Uh, it's like, that's I have to like try to this. keep up. For this store, because I'm like, okay, I know I can sell this. I know I can sell this, and it, this sucks. This sucks. Like, like how long do you want to sit, sit on? This? But even if it sucks and it sells, who cares? I know if it sucks. Don't, and it, don't mock the purchase, man. Yeah, no. If it's like shit, I sell Taylor Swift all day. But, Whatever. Uh, I gotta make money. I, got, about to say, I got you're a not kid to feed, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like, if I'm checking out like a new band, where I'm like. Can I sell this band to my people? Or like, cause I kind of, you get a feel of like who buys what type of thing. Like, I know what Jeremy's sound is like for the most part. And then I got other customers that I'm like, oh, I know I can sell this to this guy or this guy might like this or whatever. So I try to listen to all the new shit. But when you're cutting that across, and we're just talking metal right now, yeah, I'm doing this across all Every genres genre. of music. And it's like, after a while, you're like, damn, I just want to hear something I like. I, I, <laughs> do you ever uh, play records in the store? Oh, yeah, all the time. I have a, That's I have a record player. That's just way to player. turn people on to something. Yep. That's all. I'm just curious. Yep, and I, even if I'm not playing a record, like, I'll stream whatever. Like, if I just came out and something's in stock and I'm like, eh, I'm not going to open one just to play it, I'll play it off my iPad and stream it through the stereo in the store. If people like it, they like it, they buy it. If they don't like it, then whatever. No harm, no foul, but... Yeah, when I get, especially from Relapse Records, because they ship all their stuff in open poly bags, you can just pull the record out without having to break the shrink wrap, play it, demonstrate it, whatever, and that helps a lot too. Relapse, I used to love that label. Yeah, I have distribution with them, and uh, they're actually my favorite company to order for because they give you the best prices on shit. Like that wouldn't shock me. I, and they have not, always there's have. The, a, there's the two dudes that own it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember their names. I neither can I. I met them but... once at a Milwaukee Metal Fest. We're going back a very, very long time. They were there checking out 
a project. I can't even remember what it was called, but I recognized them and I just said hello. It was a very quick conversation, but yeah, they were there checking out a project with uh, Danny Lilker of um, Nuclear Assault. He was with a band from the singer of uh, Brutal Truth, if I remember correctly. Oh, right that was now. the only reason why they were in the audience. I just remember hearing them say, oh, we're going to sign them. We're going to sign them. I heard the one guy say, and I was just like, <laughs> God damn. Where yeah, were you got... when my band was playing, dick? Right. <laughs> <laughs> they got a killer lineup of bands, man. They have there's, uh, there's been on there. so many bands that have come and gone from that record label. Yeah. Countless, actually. But just the ones that are still on there are like some huge bands, like Obituary and Dying Fetus and stuff. Like fucking metal giants and oh yeah killer bands to have on your roster like that i think the first band i from new from relapse i ever heard was blood duster if yeah. i remember correctly and then i after that i immediately subscribed to their catalog or mail order or whatever and i had to check it out because not only the record label but they're also distro as well so yeah. i did their catalog back in the day it was like you get this pre-internet was like like the fucking bible so duster, i've not there. heard that in a long time <laughs> So fucking awesome. That band was the best. <laughs> Before I, like, skip to, like, music stuff for uh, your music stuff, how long did you live in London for? I was there for about a year. Okay. And then you came back from London to Michigan? Yeah, I, I was just broke. My work visa had expired, so the last thing I wanted to do is be an illegal alien. Oh, that's right. You need a work visa to be over there, Exactly, too. which was a whole nother bulb crap. But, yeah, I was basically broke, and I just, I don't know, I just, I like special effects. But I don't love it. Right. Again, going back to the whole. Is it worth being homeless for? Yeah, just a commercial artist aspect of it. Because you work on so much crap that you just don't freaking care about. And then you just get burnt the fuck out, I bet. Without a doubt. And then there's no such thing as full-time positions at shops. So basically it's like bounce to bounce to bounce. So when you get to that final week of whatever project you're working on, you're already developing like this massive anxiety. Like, where am I going to work next? Where am I going to work next? Because you're kind of... You're like a special effects contractor, basically. Yeah, independent contractor. That's a fantastic way of putting it. Yes, without a doubt. It's totally 100% So you just go through that anxiety every time. Exactly. And you already already aren't getting paid dick as it is. So it's just not like you have any leftover scratch. I I left America with five grand. Yeah. I I spent my last 10 bucks at the JFK airport (laughs) when I touched down (laughs) here in in, in New Uh, York. My final 10 bucks. Damn. It's the last I had. So is it expensive to live in London? Oh, it's basically the New York. Yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say. Five heard. grand in a year. That's Dude, that's pretty fucking good Like to stretch that that long, honestly. Yeah. I, 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 at least I thought. Fuck, dude. Yeah, especially for living in a major city yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. It was quite the experience. Did you get to see any shows while you were over there? Um, I, I was hanging out with this one chick. I can't remember her name, but... She's a listener. She's going to hate you. No, it's all good. I, I doubt she even remembers me because it was so long ago. But uh, yeah, she, we went to this club called Nottingham Rock City, and she introduced me to this uh, punk rock band called uh, that she really loved, uh, Zombina and the Skeletones. I remember that. That was a lot, a lot of fun. We're going to have to look that up. I never heard I write it down. I don't, even, I'm not even, I don't even think they were even on a label. But yeah, Zombina and the Skeletons, they, they were they were great. Bandcamp. Um, Everything's on the internet, dude. That's a good point. And then as well as, I, but no, I, that, that was probably the only show I went to. Because again, you're just working so much. You're just yeah. exhausted. Again, another awesome thing about being a contractor, you don't get vacation time there's no 401k there's no sick time yeah. like you it's like being a rock star like you don't show up you don't get paid or right. you can get your reputation ruined which could affect your next job because you don't want to be like well, he's a fucking lazy piece of shit he called in sick 
He's a special effects artist. You should love this. Fucking right, guy right. can't even design a cookie. Exactly. Like, <laughs> no. He, he was bitching about working 28 days straight. What a pussy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I would be too. Especially when you're doing something that's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, if you were like working on like, uh, you know, the next Evil Dead movie or something. That's some a completely shit, different scenario. You'd be like, but what are you the, mean I'm only working for 28 days straight? Yeah, but what are the odds <laughs> of you working on that next right. cult classic? Yeah. Slim to fucking none. Yeah. So Cause I know, they probably but have, even if you do, would you even know at that point? At the point? time, hardly. You'd be like, it's not, another not fucking. Until you see the finished product, you're never gonna know. Oh yeah, right. that's right. It'd just be another fucking. You never and, think about how many people are behind the scenes on that special effects shit. Countless, <laughs> countless. Yeah, everybody has a job, man. Which anyway. is also another problem with that industry as well, is because like it's become so departmentalized. Like you can get stuck doing the same shit over and over again. Like for example, like in the '80s. That's when the horror movies were just because of direct to video right. was such a boom. There weren't enough special effects guys to go around. So you'd go to a shop and they'd be like, oh, thank God, we need an extra set of hands. It would be like on the job training go do this, go do this, go do that, go do yeah, that. Yeah, do yeah. that. Then digital came around and that industry got probably took away 50% of the workforce. So now if you get stuck being a mold maker, you could be making molds for like the next 40 years of your life. Uh, Very anticlimactic, come home every day. In stone and plaster, yeah. very boring, not very artistic. And since, but that's the way it is. It's so departmentalized now. You could actually get stuck doing the same know, shit I, uh, for the rest of your life. I, that's how I gotta, feel about welding. Somebody's got to make dildos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that you say that. At the Savini School, my one teacher, Gino, he actually did had to sculpt and fabricate that giant fake dick at the end of Boogie Nights. We uh, made so funny. much fun of him for it. I, I remember this story. <laughs> I think it's funny that he had to use a fake dick to begin with. Well, dude, not, so every, not everybody's 11 inches, man. I guess. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> I know I'm not. Oh, fuck. So, oh, <laughs> I wanted to say this, speaking of fucking music and not getting paid for it, uh, I believe couple of your bands are on Bandcamp, and I can listen to them right now, and I don't have to give you shit. This is true, and I'm totally fine with that. Oh, so I, I never could. wanted to, like, I never had any... No, I just... I never in a million years would have ever thought I ever made a fucking... Like, when we went on, when we went on tour, it was not... It's hard to describe. We took the music seriously. We didn't take the situation seriously. Right, we never right. thought we were going to make any money. We didn't care. We looked at it as like kids on summer vacation. Not oh, really enough to drink yet. Yeah. Except for right. Canada. <laughs> Naturally, we just went nuts. But see, yeah, we never took it that seriously. Right, the right. music was all we took seriously, but not the actual situation. Oh, fuck. No, I totally uh, I know about situations. I was there for one of them. So how old were you when you started playing drums? I got my first drum set when I was 10 years old. So I can always like know to the day when every time my birthday rolls oh, around right how on. long I've been playing drums. So as of next week, I'll have been playing drums for 34 years. Okay. Oh, your birthday's next week? Yeah, it's on a Monday. Lucky fucking me. Brutal. Happy, yeah, it is what happy it is. early birthday. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. What is Monday? Like October 3rd or something? October 2nd. 2nd. So, oh, it's that close. Shit. Yeah, Monday comes up quick. I know you said next Monday, right? Well, yeah, this coming Monday. Yeah, Monday. That's, well, yeah that's only a couple of days away. Yeah. So, right. When I'm getting up in the morning, fucking hate life, be, I'll be like, fuck you, Kurt. The day that this podcast really I have to go to work on Monday, too, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, they, um, do they give you uh, eight hours for your birthday? No. No, me neither. Afraid not. Our old job. I, I get it to. here. Yeah, no, I'm just. Nice. <laughs> I don't give. Fuck Steve's all. like, <laughs> Steve gives me eight hours. Yeah. He's like, yeah, here's eight hours worth of pay, which could be nothing or a lot. <laughs> yeah, depending. <laughs> yeah, on the eight depending, hours. yeah, this is true. 
But um, how old were you when you got into your first band then? Uh, I was I was 12. There was uh, older kids that needed a drummer. They were all, yeah, they were 15 and 16. So, yeah, I was 12. And what was the what name was of that band? Yeah, do you remember? Coffin Nail. Coffin oh, Nail. That's fucking sick. Cause, yeah, because we're all smoking already. Because we're just a bunch of little kids. Coffin Nail. It's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah, Did all, you... all one word. And this was this would have been pre-Kevin Smith Nails cigarettes? Oh, yeah, without a doubt, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Yeah, because Clerks didn't come out until 1994. I was in, like, high school or some shit. So, yeah, I was yeah. a really little kid. I was in junior high when I first started my Man, first band. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. And those kids were in high school. Right on. So, what were you playing, like? Uh, like punk rock then, or was it metal? It was metal. Metal? It was okay. metal. I was actually yeah, yeah. only in one punk rock band in my entire life, and it didn't last long. I'm talking like two months. Right. <laughs> you just got bored. As much as I love listening to punk, I love punk. I don't like playing it because it's so boring. Right. right. Yeah, you know, I could totally. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 yeah, I love listening to it, stomping around to it, but playing it, it just does not create, right. create creatively speaking, it just drives me. There is no creativity. That. You can't be George Kalias in a punk band. No. It's not, thank you. <laughs> that is a brilliant way of putting it. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, so, what was the first band that you were in that really like started to do something then like you said you've been on tour and stuff uh the first band where we actually got got to play real shows was pagan's day off like we played uh pretty much all, all over the state of michigan we played milwaukee metal fest one year um yeah those guys i was in that band for probably about three and a half maybe four years that was pretty that was, yeah that was, those are pretty good times i uh, still friends up with all those guys to this day actually. fucking sick ass scene back then man oh yeah without a doubt i never listened to that band your first band that I heard was in for the kill, from what I remember, which was probably one of the later ones. Yeah, yeah I was about to say. Yeah, we didn't meet I also had later also, on. Yeah, I also had uh, As Heroes Die. That was the band. Or wait, it would have been As Heroes yeah. Die then, not in for the kill. You're good. Just leave it sit there. Breaking shit. Sorry, man. <laughs> My bad. No, that thing's already. Broken. I get a little animated. <laughs> that's why. That's why both ends got brown stuff. It's epoxy. Oh shit! You're right. <laughs> It, it holds weird, and I never really use that pop screen, so I'm like, I don't want to buy a whole another one just for that. But well, this yeah, cool. as I'm heroes, drinking beer, and I don't want to spit on your microphone. <laughs> as heroes die would have been the first one that I heard. Then in for the kill. Yeah, as heroes die. That was a crazy situation because I actually just kind of landed into that, like by accident. Yeah, it was like it was so fucked up. You need to fill this fucking spot right now, like that. Huh? How did it go? <laughs> you said it was fucked up. How did it go? Um. True story. I was working as a barista at a coffee shop at the time, and Nathan Stickney and Nick Donikuski came into the coffee shop, which they never did up to this point. I, you, at Morning Star, uh, no, Shooting Star, Shooting Star. Yep. And they, they just sat down at the bar, and I was like, "Hey, what's up, fags?" Blah blah blah. You know, we're friends. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they just said, uh, "I think it was Donikuski." He was just like, "I don't know how else to put this." He's like, "We need a drummer. We're going to go on tour in about four weeks, and we need a drummer. Want to go on tour with us?" I was like, uh, started to laugh because I thought he was lying. Yeah. <laughs> and then he started giving me the details about uh, Wikuski. Their, their drummer had left the band. Don't quote me on this, but if I remember correctly, he was offered an internship in Buffalo, New York. Oh, that's right. Apprenticeship, I should say, for as a uh, tattoo artist. Yeah. Um, for some some nickel. guy. Some oh. guy that he just uh, thought was just a bomb. It was basically an opportunity. Yeah, I forgot. I, I, I the fucking name of the shop, dude. It slipped my mind. Something of that nature. So yeah, I it was in Buffalo, wasn't it? Yep, exactly. And so I said I was very reluctant because I was familiar with the band, but I didn't have their songs memorized by right, any stretch right. of imagination. And plus, Josh, God bless him, he's an amazing tattoo artist. Wasn't the greatest drummer in the world. So I was basically told Stickney and Donikuski, I was like, if I agree to do this, like 
can I kerchify your songs yeah, a little yeah, bit? Yeah. And they were just like, please, Fuck, like yeah. that's why we want you. That's what you were the first guy we thought of. Like you, you, we can make this really, really good. So I was like, okay, I have an idea. Maybe I showed him a dying fetus record. Uh -huh. I'm like, look, I'm nowhere near as good as this guy, but check out how they mixed the hardcore with the metal. I was just like, we can bump up BPMs on some of these songs and just see how it goes from this point forward. Okay, they gave me a demo. I listened to it 24-7. I didn't even go on dates or anything. I would, if I wasn't working, I was at home playing along to these songs, just recreate to whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. And we finally set up for the first time at, because uh, we were all really young. We were, Stickney was living with his mom, and we played in one of their rooms. Yeah. And we sat down. It was just me, Stickney, and Don Kusky at the time. And we went through one song called Cast Iron. And I was like, you know, looking at him, because I, I, I had developed an anxiety that it was going to suck. But they were both smiling ear to ear as we were playing along yeah, yeah. With, with the new Kirchified drumming. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, yeah, I, I was like, I might have cracked the code on this one. Then after the song was done, uh, freaking Donna Kusky just like looked at Stickney and said, that was fucking wicked. I'm like, hey, all right. I did <laughs> yeah, something that's, right. Dope. that's dope. And that was it. And I learned the rest of the songs and I, we hit the road just a handful of freaking weeks later. And yeah, like I said, amazing, it was a complete dude. accident. Complete accident. Did you play shows outside of Michigan? Oh my God, did we yeah. ever? Yeah, in New York, you uh, all over Canada. Like I said, that, that's where I remember most because getting because we couldn't drink here in the United States, but we got hella fucked up all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I remember actually, uh, particularly uh, Canadian Independence Day is like July first, and we were in New York. And obviously, the Independence Day here in America is on the fourth, and we were in Canada, so we missed them both that summer. So oh. that, that was kind of a bummer, but whatever. <laughs> so it was like flip flop. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, I shit. remember having to go through customs like six times or something, going from Canada back to the states. Yeah, back to yeah. Yeah, and I know Canadian customs can be a pain in the ass to get through. Too. It depends on the circumstances. Yeah, if you have like if you're prior existing conditions if or what you're going there for. Basically. This is from my experience. If you're an American going to Canada, you're going to probably get a hard time. Yeah. But if you're an American leaving Canada, they're, they just get the fuck out. You're in and you're out. Yeah. Getting over is a problem. Getting back over, they just don't give a shit. With That's the exception the of our last tour, our last show we played was in Toronto. And we were just so exhausted because we'd been on the road for weeks and we just wanted to come home. Right. Which is so exhausted. That was the one time they searched us. We were all like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> we don't have time for this Because we still shit. got an eight-hour drive to come yeah. back to Alpino, man. Yeah. And so it was just like, oh, that's, of course, the one time coming back over was the last time. I haven't been back to Canada since. Though I'd love to because I had a fucking blast. Best time of my life, actually, now that I think about it. I've only been to Canada once, and it was just like right across the Windsor Bridge. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but, hung out for an hour or two and then came back. Uh when I went on tour, because the hardcore was really still very young and exciting, so the scene in Detroit, Windsor, New York, Boston was still just like on fire. Yeah, so the shows yeah. that we played in Windsor with now a hardcore band with a heavy metal drummer, yeah. fucking nuts, we, we popped. Right? We we popped right off. We actually had these twins that would follow us from show to show to show to show. No shit. Yeah, I was. I don't even. I never, like weird. we had fucking fanboys and shit. Yeah, no shit, man. I mean, they're obviously not girls, but whatever. <laughs> That's what I said. Fanboys, yeah, man. Still pretty, yeah. still pretty bizarre. I was just like, holy shit. So yeah, every time we played. We always got to pop. Always. They're yeah, probably trying because metalcore. Metalcore didn't exist yet. Yeah. We were like metalcore before metalcore. No, most definitely. Yeah. 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 Metalcore didn't happen until the two thousands with Killswitch Engage and all those other bands. But yeah, we, we were totally new conceptually. We just had a metalcore conversation. Yeah. We'll talk about, about it later. The, uh, 
Yeah, I can't tell you who or what live because it spoils an interview. <laughs> okay, gotcha. <laughs> I'll tell you when we're not recording. So what of your bands, Jeremy, you said you can stream some of this stuff. What can you stream? You can stream... I know you can YouTube in for the kill videos. Uh, Bandcamp in for the kills on the yep. Alpina Rock City. That's where oh, that's you can, right. That's yeah. where you can and so find is Pagan, Pagan's Day Off. Yeah, Pagan's Day Off is on there as well. Um, Ingrain's on there. As Heroes Die is on there, but as Heroes Die, the but recording's not, not with me. It's right. with Josh on drums. Right. I still have the... That's actually one big regret I have with that band. So I you didn't record? Yes, because uh, with me playing drums... I it's, fucking wish, it's, dude. It's like... It's like Night and day different. Oh, I really wish we would imagine, recorded those dude. songs. But yeah, that would have been fucking We never awesome. did it. I have that CD on my laptop. I don't have it physically, but I still have the ingrained CD. Jesus Christ, I don't even have that anymore, <laughs> man. Good yeah. for you. If you ever <laughs> wanted, I got the files. <laughs> but yeah, I, those, uh, I don't even remember who I got them from. Oh, the had files? it for fucking yeah. ever, dude. Fester uh, has them. Yeah, no, nah, I didn't get them from him. I don't no, remember I think he who. got them from Kyle, which would make sense. That would make perfect sense. But anyway, so after As Heroes Die, I believe that's you. What did you do after that? Is that like you were out of finished high school and then what? I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Is there, then you went to goddamn stoners. Yeah, tell me about it. It's just going back. No, it's killed way too many freaking brain cells. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, after As Heroes Die fizzled out, that's when I went to the Savini School. Yeah, okay, that's what I because thought. Because my other band, Pagan's Day Off, had fizzled out as well. They both, because I was in Pagan's Day Off simultaneously. I was still in Pagan's Day Off when I was asked to join As Heroes to Die to go on tour, which they were a little bit jealous about, but you know, whatever. Well, like, I was going on tour, man. What are we going to do? Say no. And plus, you have to think about who I was going on tour with. Fucking Nick Donikoski. Yeah, Nate Stickney. Nate Stickney. Reinholds. I mean. And Bill, dude. Fuck yeah. How are you not going to have, like, the best time of right. your fucking life? <laughs> Pre, no, I- pre-powder keg. Bird. Yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. greatest experience. Dude, right. We had such a fucking blast with those guys. Are such fucking goofs, and it was it was so much fucking fun. That's awesome, man. I just had a fucking something was coming out, and then it just went back. Oh, okay. So the next band that you were in, since you used the term Kirchify, so when In for the Kill started, and they had it was a very that Throw is downish, beat down, tough beat guy, with, hardcore with Justin on the drums. Right? That was that happened soon after I graduated from the Savini School. Right, that was like when I got right back to Michigan. And uh, Bird found me in like a month. Yeah, like, how you I mean, I remember here? when that band started, and when you kerchified it the first time, it was like completely different. Holy, f- oh yeah, it was just like completely a whole new band, different. dude. It's fucking sick. So, oh, Bird played drums before you in the band? Yes. Oh. Yep, absolutely. I didn't know that. And then yeah, Al he, yeah, he, Charbonneau he, he was the find, singer. Yeah, Bird, he, Bird had ulterior motives on that one. Oh, he, he totally. Won't, he won't admit it, but I know he did. I, I, he was I, just I, like, we can get Kirchhoff on drums, we can get Sharp off those vocals. Yep. I already know that's what Bird was thinking. Yep. I can guarantee it, actually. <laughs> it, you know, and both those guys are my fucking homeboys, but um, Justin's a better writer than Al Charbonneau by, like, you know, no offense, bounds. Al. But no, Al's the leap, man. I yeah, mean, leaps and it bounds. It is what it is. You, know? you just kind of have to put things together. I mean, that's yeah. what being in a band's all about. Yeah. So I was like super young when that came out. I think I was in junior high or something. God, I'm just uh, feel old. Yeah, dude, <laughs> yeah. I was. Well, yeah, you got to think. You guys are like I yeah, I grad- a handful yeah. of years older than. Yeah, me. I graduated from the Savini School. I think when I was 24, so I would have been 24 or 25 when. Yeah, I want to say I was like 13 or 14 when it came out. Yeesh. And I don't remember 
how I got the demo CD, but I knew like I had a my uncle's older like 39, so he was kind of like having an older brother, so I had kind of the in to some of this stuff through people, so I gotcha. would get it. Yeah, that you way. probably would have been too young to go to shows too. So. Yeah, and. Uh, I had the CD, and I remember thinking, like, it sounded like Kill Whitney Dead. Originally. Oh, the Written in Blood like, one. Yeah, Written in Blood is what it was. I kept on, in my head, I was thinking In Cold Blood, but Written in Blood would have been it. And then I had... Yeah, we sound, yeah, we use so many samples, because Bert and I are both massive Oh, I buffs. know who I got it from. Adam Dzinski's younger brother, I got it from. Oh, Kyle. Kyle, because oh, I was in school. Yeah, that man, yeah. in I was in school yeah. with him. So then I bought an In For The Kill shirt through him, and I got the demo through him as well. That's right. What was the shirt design? It was, it said In For The Kill on the front. No, it wasn't that one, Jeremy. No. It was, uh, it was the one I like one of the only the long sleeve In For The Kill shirts that there was. I don't remember what the fuck the design on the back was. Though. Was it red and with a gutted ass chick? That might have been it, yeah. I do that. It's that been a long fucking, fucking time. I drew that. It's been a long time since I, I even, even like, own, thought I don't even about own it. it anymore. But yeah, I had that, and I remember having a fucking an old hide shirt too, like the the murder in the basement one or whatever the fuck it was called. I have to show you something in the basement or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, something. Oh like yeah, that. with the, the it's still oh, yeah. the axe or something. I have like, a yeah. cr- I have oh, that as like a crew sweatshirt buried. Jesus I don't do shit. Mine's long gone and destroyed. Same with that in for the kill shirt. Some ex girlfriend of mine stole it and I don't set have it any on in, fire. I have zero in for the kill merch. I don't own either the CDs. I, yeah. I, everything's gone. I just basically go by memory. I can I, sell you some shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I only have that one t shirt. I had a couple of the, um, uh, that what you know, the guy. But um, oh, the guy with the pointing the gun to his head. Yeah, but yeah, Bert used to make fun of me. He's just like, "Who's that fucking Billy Idol?" You <laughs> got <laughs> something better, prick. Like, <laughs> anyway, I guess it does kind of look like Billy Idol. Or, those the, got up. Don't or perpetuate the guy, this. Those or the dude from the taken. Cramps. It kind of looks like that guy a little bit too. But yeah, those those were lost in the lost in ti- lost to time and craziness. Well, plus we just never really made all that many No, not them, really. You know what I mean? It's a small town Alpena. How many going to really sell? Yeah, there wasn't it's not like you were cranking out thousands of t-shirts. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, well, we're going to be open up for Metallica, so you know, we better make a couple thousand of these. Yeah. You open up for Goat Horror, dude. Yeah, this is true. And that That's was fucking right. cool. I forgot about that. Yeah, I hung out with Sammy again. So, who were some of the coolest bands that you enjoyed playing with while on tour? Uh, probably hands down the band that we toured with hard time yeah just because we got to know each other so well right it's when you're on tour it becomes almost like this competition like friendly competition where you just prank the shit out of each other you know playfully nothing mean but and it, it was just like i got to know all those guys so well and we just i laughed so hard towards the end of the tour i was actually losing my voice because just from laughing and screaming and just having just like this is the time of my fucking life, I just every day just I'm smiling even just breaking glowing. Yeah, just fuck yeah, dude. Like yeah, so hard time by far. But there were other bands too. Uh, I remember opening up for uh, Red Sky, uh, Buried Alive. Um, just, just yeah, it's a lot of fuzzy memories. Uh, One King Down, um, Shut Down. I think we played with twice. I remember correctly. Bill was talking about shutdown. Yeah, we played them on two different dates. They were super. Their singer, particularly, is a little guy like me, so he's really nice. They just put out a fucking EP. What? 
Yeah, they put out like four or five new songs, dude. And shut down, dude. Yeah, and a couple of I um I put it on the IG. They got to be approaching fifty by now, dude. They redid a couple songs, age wise, and then there's a couple of new ones. Check it out. Look it up on <laughs> Thanks, Spotify. Man. Who knew? I mean, like fifty. That, uh, all and, the dudes and, and, in dude, Madball are still making music, the and they're like fifty. This is true, but I'm just saying, shut down. The fucking Rolling been, Stones hasn't been around for quite some time. Madball has at least been semi consistent. Yeah. Fucking uh, Rolling Stones are putting out a new record. But just show up after twenty years, and be like, hey, I'd, back. That's different. Speaking of the Stones, I listened to it this morning it with sucks. Lady Gaga. Well, they have a song with Lady Gaga. Yeah, I didn't see that. I heard that one. I just seen the one video that they had out. I didn't see a video. Um, I just listened. And I've had people message me. <laughs> and if you me. like, uh, listen. If you like the fucking Rolling Stones, I don't. Right. <laughs> if you like the Rolling Stones in the last thirty guitars. years, then <laughs> Grandpa's it's guitars. fine. But you remember that joke? Fucking murder face. Or not murder face. Uh, yeah, Squiz Gar. fucking Squizgar. <laughs> fucking Metalocalypse. <laughs> see their movie yet? No, I didn't get the chance to read it. I didn't get but to see the movie. I, I found some place where I can Ill, illegally watch it, but I just haven't had the chance. Yeah, I like I'm, I like the Stones, but just like a couple records of I, like I hate of... most classic rock. It it, well, pisses, you... it pisses off like my older friends, but like Black Sabbath is about is, I don't I I like certain songs right. Like that makes sense. I hate the Rolling Stones. Painted Black's are fucking amazing. Obviously, yeah. you know what I mean. Right, just right. things like that. I like. I feel the same way about hair metal bands. Fucking hate me- hair metal. But every now and again, one of those bands will release a song like, you know, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, but that's got to be a lot more rare than the classic rock, the hair metal, wouldn't you think? Like, as far as the rarity of you finding a hair metal song that you like. Is much more than finding a classic rock. In song. my opinion, no, because no. back in the day when musicians actually used to make money, they would just like release a record every year. They would sound. Oh the same. yeah, like It'd be the like too dumb, shit. experimental, or just like dumb. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hippie, Especially in the '60s. Or the that's that. Here's a two billion dollar cash advance to make. Well, they literally would make a record in thirty fucking minutes. I said it's the reason why I hate the Doors. It's just so droning. It's like right. two riffs for yeah. fucking ten minutes. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, why do people like this crap? Like, somebody, there's no thought into it. Somebody light this guy on fire. But again, it was really like that. <laughs> yeah. Just fucking caught that. Yeah. No, that's fucked up. So yeah, that's the biggest reason why I don't like most classic rock. Just certain songs from time to time, but yeah, yeah, you'll never hear me sitting around popping in a. No, I've never gone to your house and like I hear I'm like, oh shit, fucking Firefalls playing. Oh fuck, Leonard Skinner, (laughs) rock on. No, it never happened. Never fucking happened. It's usually I could go the rest of my life without hearing fucking Freebird. Come to think of it. It's usually Agreed. like Phildo's Tasty Saturday jams. It always I, is. As dude, soon as he always takes over the stereo. I don't need to hear stereo. those ones again either, he to be honest. He always takes over the stereo, <laughs> that SOB. Phildo's going to listen to this yeah. shit, so if you want to say anything You know Phildo. the fucking Phildo playlist, man. And like He's laughing right now while we have been to listening it in the to that shit for fucking, like every time, dude. No FX. Rancid. Pennywise. Well, maybe not. Sometimes. No, Pennywise is in there because um, the bro him. Oh yeah. Oh fuck! <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, um, you're right. Anyway, I'm trying to occasionally think. against all authority. Yeah, okay, I was gonna say there's there's always those occasional ones he throws. Yeah, choking victim, leftover crack, that sort of thing. 
I've had to I've had to commandeer the stereo from him a handful of times because where I'm like, dude, let's listen to something else. I always something turn from it a to different hip-hop. genre. Or, <laughs> That's what but I, I turn but it but to I when I'm with Phil, though. I love it. Kershaw looks at me like with the fucking yeah, I'm not devil eyes. You two in my house any fucking time soon. Well, it's like once you've passed a certain threshold of amount of beers, then the greatest hits come out. Oh yeah, without oh, a doubt. Because yeah, it gets hard to jog your memory. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And plus, it's beyond like we were talking about earlier. New music, it just isn't quite the same as it's hard to wade through so it's hard to find new good interesting bands yeah whenever I hang out with Silent gotta... Steve he's always go a good go-to like he'll always show up with some band I never heard of before oh right on uh, you as well uh, that always seems to be just like somebody finds me nugget but here's the problem again there's so much music out there I have a tendency to forget the name of the band and blah yeah. blah blah yeah 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 occasionally I'll text you <laughs> like what twice a year I'll be like dude check out this band and I always do <laughs> <laughs> yeah now I, when I find something and I'm like I, I need everybody to hear this sort of thing but me and Jeremy do that daily where we're just sending shit back and forth I know forth so where... much out there dude. and that's as awesome as the internet is it's it's almost too easy. It's like, like going like, on a streaming service. No, I, you don't know I, what to watch because there's I too much. I beg to differ. I think it's a lot fucking harder, dude. Because you saw like you're sifting through. Oh, so I'm sorry. Much that's shit. actually that's actually what I kind of meant. Um, basically, being like, I was like the first person I knew that ever loved acid bath. But again, there was no internet, so right. I, would, I would have to every party that I went to, every place I had that CD on me. Every person that ever came into my freaking car, I pl- you know, I had to like physically show them. Maybe like this band is fucking amazing. <laughs> I but still now have, it's uh, like a click of a button, and it's just so yeah, dude. I still have that copy of When the Kite String Pops that I got from you years ago. Rock on, good. My kid has all the CDs also. Um, yeah, they're fucking. <laughs> I'll never get rid of that thing. That's still like still one of my top ten favorite bands of all time. I have the demo CD still. Like they never press that up on anything. I think other than the CD. But those are some of the best versions of the songs. Is on the demos version. I love the. If you look on the back, it says uh, for radio purposes, no shits, no fucks, no eat my dead cocks. For <laughs> 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 radio, awesome. and it's got the Richard Ramirez artwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no shits, no fucks, no eat my dead cocks. <laughs> I fucking oh Sammy in your center you were yeah dude Sammy's a funny motherfucker yeah he's he's, he's so squirrely yeah but he's the... cool as hell he's just and then uh, like we were at, we were asking him like the fuck we were asking him about bands he's like oh that's not that's not disgusting enough that's not gross enough and then like he got on stage and he's talking about like raping fallen angels and shit <laughs> <laughs> it's just like really dude I mean that way he is he the one for, that's also in goat horror too correct yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I would fit the the lore of the band oh without a doubt but he's like a super chill guy remember when he signed fucking that cd for rick and he yes. drew a mullet on him like on himself yeah. that shit was <laughs> awesome what if i remember correctly sammy asked me he, he was like what do i write and i'm like i don't know and i was drunk and sam was just like well what's he into i was like he has a mullet. <laughs> and he's like, all right. That's when he took the Sharpie. Yes. And he just wrote, look at my hair with uh, a, one of those bubble balloons from like a comic book and then signed his name. It's fucking hilarious. Well, he's got a mullet. <laughs> Rick was really proud of that. He still has that fuck to this yeah, day. Fuck yeah, I hope he does. <laughs> Shit was cool as fuck. Look at my hair. So you still play drums now then, yeah? Like currently? 
Not right this minute, but, you know. <laughs> Wait, what's Dave, the question? You still play drums like David. I do, now, not right? just nearly as often as I used to. It's hard to find the time. I have absolutely zero desire to be in a band. Right. Uh, just because I've dug, been there, done that. My drum set is way too, way, way too fucking big. I don't ever want to move the piece of shit. You'd pretty much just have to have the band come to you. That's why I have all that equipment in my basement. That's why yeah. I have the PA. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I don't need to go anyplace else. But if we were to gig, it'd be impossible. I need to get us either slim my kit down, which I'll never do because I'm turd, <laughs> or just get another small gigger type drum set and keep it off inside the corner. Yeah, that's, do that's you, what you'd have. That's do you ever like write your own shit still, or you just kind of play along with stuff that you like? I cost, I. You mean just beats? Yeah, just oh, fuck yeah, around, in, in like my come head. up with your own fills yeah, and whatever. I, oh, yeah, I, I use my mouth to play friggin' drums when I'm at work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, or like dumb shit like playing that. on your fucking knees or something. See, that's the cool thing about being a percussionist, because yeah. you really can play anywhere. Yeah. So. yeah, you don't get the same effect from air guitar, even no, though... No, you do not. Even though you're just as into it. You just Your can't. Finger placement <laughs> just isn't quite there. Yeah, it's not. Wow, wow, wow. And where's the where's the fucking bar at? You know, <laughs> fucking whammy bar. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Do a fucking guitar throw around the shoulder and shit. <laughs> Get all Wayne's world with it. Remember Aqua Teen Hunger Force that episode with Carl when he gets a, the hair. Yeah, that's dude. why. I, that's why I just said wow, yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that one's called "I Want to Rock Your Body." Parentheses all night long. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> and the one chick was obviously a prostitute chain smoker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's hot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hilarious. Oh, I haven't watched that in quite some time. I actually just got my girlfriend the box set oh, every right season, on. all the movies, twenty discs. No shit. That was fairly cheap too. It was only like eighty bucks. No, that's the uh, when we were talking earlier about out of print things, other things. You can get fucking reasonably priced now, you know? If not damn near free. Yeah. I mean, it just depends on who owns it and how bad they want to get rid of it. Yeah. Or how many they press of it is another problem right, as well. Right. That's the main problem. Because if you only get, like, less than a 1000 Yeah, you're paying out the ass. You're paying out the ass. Without a doubt. Like, uh, for good examples, like the Twilight Zone show, I absolutely loved it this day. I get... <laughs> Aren't I ironic? Hate classic rock, but I love fucking the Twilight Zone. Uh, yeah. But yeah, to get that on DVD is practically free. But the Blu-rays that they made, which was very, very limited at the time, yeah. fucking. Oh, here's it. Here's your mortgage payment. Jesus but, Christ. Do you need to see the Twilight Zone in Blu-ray though? Black and white. I can't imagine black and white when it's filmed correctly, which, which they, they did, did back in the I day. I know they did. I love that it's show. The, that's that's what dude. That's what high definition is made for. Those those grays the blacks the blues like yeah trust me that you do the sound quality maybe not but just yeah i'll take your word for it. 16 millimeter dude have you seen any upscaled versions of the texas chainsaw massacre or the evil dead yeah which are filmed 4K, on 4k i've seen which were fil filmed on 16 millimeter yeah. yep. again chainsaw since, yeah, that since, shit since, looks since amazing the, since the photographer knew what they were doing it looks holy shit incredible gotcha so again just depends on the circumstances makes sense Interesting though. Yeah, so, uh, have you found any new good bands or anything lately? That you've Nothing been into? I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I just don't have the time, man. <laughs> so it's not that I don't care. It's just that. No, no, I get I it. The, I, get I leave it that up to you guys. No, like, it's yeah. it is when like you a guys show up. Other job. You know? I have Spotify, but it's like it's so easy to get lost. Yeah, and their algorithm is. I fucking hate that shit. You need less than. 
it's very YouTube like. Yeah. You can tell they kind of stole the same kind of technological technology as far as the algorithm goes, and so I don't really trust it. It's pretty much all streaming services are like that. Oh, this though. is true. Like, this is true. I, I agree. Have, I have Apple Music, and the algorithm is a little better, like a little more tailored to you. Like if you're into kind of obscure off the wall shit, it'll recommend you some obscure off the wall shit. But if you're going into just like the discover page, you get all the Metallica's, Slipknot's, fucking exactly. five finger yeah, dick really punches. Yeah, you really gotta do some digging. Unless you also have to understand uh, record labels. Yeah, they pay probably. Exactly, to have that it's, shit it's, on it's the the essentially payola. It's yeah, no exactly. different than radio. Exactly, it's no market. different than radio. It's marketing. So I mean, that that's why that always shows up, which I despise. Yep. Yeah, because I get tired of hearing the same shit. That's why, like, I know Jeremy and I say this all the time, but that's why we started the podcast is to talk about shit that we find that other people fucking may or may not know about. And uh, which is cool because I have people that come in the store like locally that are like, since we started listening to the podcast, like we've checked out like this, this and that and this and that. And I'm like, fucking sweet. Somebody gets it like that is exactly the point uh, of I'm the sure podcast. That, yeah, there's also another point. Well, I just so happy to have that record. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, whatever, man. You got to make money. Well. I keep those lights on. I just, I don't know, man. It's like, uh, there's just so much shit to sift through. Too it's much. Fun. I but it, you know, I think it's fun. I don't know. And I just don't, like, we don't understand how, and I'm sure you don't, how people, and this ha- it doesn't matter what the genre is, it's just like, everybody gets stuck in their fucking boundaries of like whatever 16 to 20 i mean everybody has and then they like never want to venture out you know and that's fine to have that core base of music that you enjoy but like to never check anything out because my biggest problem being a metalhead and this goes back to the technology aspect of it is that now that the technology is so cheap all these bands and all these desktop metal guys are using the same software yeah so to me it actually all sounds the same I know that's probably whoever's listening to this. Hi, mom. Probably the only one. (laughs) But basically, that's like, it all sounds the same. Even stylistically, these bands couldn't be any more diametrically opposed. These old people are like, we've been telling you this the whole goddamn time. Because of the software, I mean, it sounds like, if you play, uh, I heard Trivium's last album, as well as Machine Head's last album. Uh And I listened to them back to back. I didn't care for either of them. My point being, the drums all sounded the same. Guitar tones were exactly the same. These bands couldn't be any too different other than the fact that they're heavy and metal. And the right. tones it, all it, it the all same. sounded, the drums specifically. They're probably using the same drum program. See, I don't now you see where I'm bands. coming from, and that's the problem. And that seems to be happening. That's why, why I'm having such a hard time getting into a newer metal act. Yeah. As comparative, this isn't just me being old. Listen to something like Corrosion of Conformities, um, uh, Blind. Listen to those drums, and then immediately follow it up by listening to, we'll say... Uh, bleeding throughs. Um, this is love. This is murderous. You record. Listen to the drums back to back on both of those albums. It is insane how completely different and awesome they fucking sound. Right. Listen to modern metal these days. All the drums all sound the same. Yeah, I know what you're saying. There was a band that we interviewed a while back called Majesties. That's like, uh, like the Gothenburg, Sweden type of uh, melodic I, I, death I, I, metal. I know. Type I would love shit. it. Because I was yeah. a kid when that freaking blew up. And it's very in reminiscent. And dissection. And, yeah. Oh, yep. my God. It's like all that shit. Dissection, in flames, at the gates. Yeah. All oh, that. Slaughter the Soul. Um, that record changed my fucking dark life. Dark Tranquility. But... And, yeah, it's uh, sick, dude. 
I still, it's real sick. I still have one out front, actually. But we interviewed them, and he told me that their drums were programmed because they didn't have a drummer. And I was like, fuck, that, was, that must have been hard to get it to sound like that because it does not sound... No, it doesn't. It sounds 100% authentic. Like, you cannot tell. And a lot of times... I would be able to job. tell. I'm sure you would, but it's just... It's uh, not a... I don't... It's so good, what dude. What you're saying, though, I get what you're... What, Kurt, you're saying about the drums sounding the same on certain ones, but, like, in this particular case, they did not use... They used something different, or they mixed up the program or whatever, because it doesn't sound... It doesn't have that same tone. Trust me, said he there's, used, there's, like, trust me, there are nuances. Oh, I'm sure you'll know. be able to pick them out, because uh, you're a fucking death, drummer. Death is the sound of perseverance. Listen to those fucking drums. That is real, man. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is holy shit real. Actually, going back to the technological, I had a project that I was in several years ago. This blew my fucking mind. I was asking, I don't want to say his name, a producer, sound engineer, <clears throat> about the, not only was it getting a price quote, but I just wanted to know how we worked, if a band was going to show up, blah, blah, blah. And he told me, I didn't even need to be there. And I was like, I don't understand what you mean. And then he's like, Let, allow me to explain. What I want you to do is set up two camcorders on wherever it is that you practice, one from the front of the drum set, one from the rear, with you playing along with your guitar player, and send me those files or those cassettes, DVDs, or whatever. I'm like, then what? He's like, well, then when I get them, I'm going to program each and everything that you do inside a computer. I'm like, so I'm he a... uses your drums as stems for the right. drum programming. <laughs> I was. I'm still shocked. <laughs> yeah, and then owns, I didn't know that was possible. And then you know what owns I'm your fucking tones. Exactly. I'm just like, like it would not even been my performance. And I'm recording. Yeah, that's, I'm so recording. that's fucking crazy. That's wild. That's tell me how do you? But who do you like, credit as the drummer? Yeah, the producer. <laughs> like the fucking be, producer. It would be. It and what's the point be of being a drummer in the fucking first right, place? Yeah. Only because I'm more creative than him. Yeah, so he can steal your shit. Yeah, I was fucking shocked. He would have only had to work with the guitar players and the bass player. He didn't even want me there. And think of how many bands that do have that now because the drummer could be like, oh, I can do it from the comfort of my home. I don't have oh, to go here. Oh, I don't here. busyness and shit. And oh, like, look, there's some uh, YouTubers. I love Nick Nocturnal, but when he does, he does all of his drum drum programming, mostly saves, using AI. Now granted, now, granted, they're not like amazing, but they do right. the job and it sounds good enough for what he's doing as a YouTuber. I can get, I can understand it that way. But if you're in a band and you're trying to do something, trying to make a career, be professional, what the fuck? Yeah, why would you give up your yeah? Why would you give up all your fucking ideas and creativity, like your fucking soul, to some guy? Really, right? I mean, at the end of the day, it's literally no different than an AI version of right. yourself. Yeah, like, that's that so be, crazy. Which sucks because like there's a lot of drummers out there who have a particular tone, like Gene Hoagland when uh, he's on a fucking definitely. you know another it's hero him. of mine, another hero of mine, living legend, that yeah. man. But you know it's him, like just listening to it, and uh, like they call him the Atomic Clock for a, for fucking, a fucking reason. reason. And it's just crazy because there's all that talent out there, but then some fuckbag with a bunch of keys on his computer could be like, oh, I could replicate that, no problem, give me 25 minutes. Meanwhile, this guy's practicing for 35, 40, 50 fucking years, and this kid's just like... Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's aggravating. And it takes away from the music. Like, do you want to go out on tour, or do you want to go out and spend your money to see a band that has a drummer that you know is just like... 
fucking video musicking his uh, drums, or Rock do you want to see somebody actually fucking play in it? Well, that's just it. I don't think he could go on tour. Or, I mean, who'd want to see it? Well, yeah, who would want? But at the same time, people pay. But rappers do it all the time. I was going to say, rappers yeah. do it, um, so... DJs do it. Like I, I get, I, I understand you go out, that. People I just go, saying it's people like it's pay, very like people pay hundreds of, of dollars per weird. ticket to go to Electric Forest to watch a bunch of people eat glow sticks. Yes, yeah, fucked up. <laughs> like, and they just stand there and fucking bounce around, and then occasionally like spin part of their virtual turntable. That's it. There's no like virtual turntable. <laughs> well, yeah, because they have those yeah, turntables that don't actually require records yeah. on them. There's just a platter that you spin and I've then it's uploaded to your computer. Which I think that's all computer. right, only from the collector standpoint of where oh, we don't have to scratch uh, our shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, uh, like if you have like a newer DJ, you'll see that they have like set yeah. records that come with the turntable that are. You upload the sounds, you're using the record as a virtual scratch gotcha. surface instead of scratching the shit out of a record. Because if you oh, look at old okay. DJ singles, oh, they have to have you piles get in there, them. like you get in a box of singles and you look at them and you're like, Jesus Christ, these are annihilated. Yep. Like you can't even play the damn things. But yeah, I was gonna I was gonna start wrapping this shit up because I gotta go uh, get my, oh, yeah, get my kid five. get my kid dinner and stuff. What? Why? Fuck them. Wipe your own ass. <laughs> you're, th- you're 13 tomorrow. It's time to be on your own. <laughs> yeah. Um, one, thanks for like coming down. Oh, thanks for having videos. me. I, I was apprehensive at first, but actually this has been a lot of fun. I told you it would be. That you might be have, the beer talking, though. You don't have so to what? be. You like, just hang out and talk yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I was scared at first. I'm not going to lie to you. When we first like did a couple episodes, it took a, it takes a while to get used to sitting in front of a microphone talking, but now that we've been doing it for like over a year, it's the microphone isn't the problem. It's these fucking headphones. Even when I play drums, I don't have them on for this long. <laughs> it uh, it becomes easy though. Like it's just natural at this point. Oh, you got to get the see. You got to get the custom fucking. These are velour, dude. These are fucking cushy. So are these. <laughs> I don't know, man. What are those? The are those SRH six sixties or are they eights? The five hundred dollar ones. That's all you need to know. <laughs> I think that's the. Well, I think they're both five hundred bucks. But yeah, I just seen the Sure headphones. Yeah, I can't remember what the I model think mine are. I don't even remember what are SRH one forty. Four forty. Four forty. That's what Jeremy and I got on. And they were... Um, Cheap bitches. If you're yeah, listening, dude. sure, please pay us for endorsement. <laughs> yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, so I can update <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, let us demo your I want to try... You know, it's totally off the subject of all of this, but headphone-wise, I kind of want to try the ones with the wood, made out of wood, just to see. The focal? Yeah. Headphones. I mean, I mean, that's like a lot of fucking money just to be like, yeah. I have focal, right. focal speakers that run in my home theater, which are killer. But yeah, anyway, I'm getting off topic. Um, <laughs> I was about to yeah. say, I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Kirchhoff, thanks for coming down to the studio. Thanks for having it's, me. It's been fun. It's cool to see you again. It's been a while. Yeah, no shit. Just stop by. I will. Yeah, dude, thanks for coming by, talking shit. Uh, a little bit of history about some bands from our hometown. Yeah, and uh, I'll put all the like names of the bands in the episode and whatnot in the description. But, I mean, I learned some shit because I never knew that you went to fucking Tom Savini school. 
So that was worth it just for me. Almost as almost as fun as going on tour. That was just like one step below. Yeah. Well, I already knew all that. So. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. one step below. Anyway, have you you got anything else, Jeremy? Kirchhoff, you want to say anything before we sign off? Go fuck yourself. Okay. And uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Peace out.